Welcome to the podcast, we've got lots to say About them dang old problems keep us wondering night and day Just a country father, he don't show a lot of class And his city daughter, she's got a lot of sass Just a quick call home, don't ever go that fast Get ready for Randall and Jamie, cause this is the podcast. Hey, kiddo. Hey, dad. How are you? I'm good. How are you? All good. All good. What's you up to today? Well, you know, it's a nice sunny day here in Ohio, so I got a nice little bike ride in and I'm getting ready to hide from the heat for a few hours, but I got some ribs in the crock pot. Ribs in the crock pots. Nice one. I think we're going to make Skyline tonight. Nice. Yeah. In Amsterdam? They don't have Skyline in Amsterdam. Yeah. The nice canned version that mom ships us across the ocean. Good plan. Good plan. <laughs> hey, so I wanted to give you a quick call. Um, uh, I know it's never really just a quick call, but I had an idea and I wanted to run it past you. See okay. if you were up for something. So, um, I know all all the time our phone calls, um, I feel like they're kind of these big moments and epic, uh, epic findings and thoughts and uh, chats about kind of old experiences and memories and what's going on in the world on your side of the world and my side of the world. And I had the idea that maybe we should start a podcast together. A a, a what cast? (laughs) No, of course I'm kidding. I know what a podcast is. I don't listen to them, but I know what they are. You know what they are. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big podcast fan. Um, I would have to say my guilty pleasure is uh, true crime podcasts. Um, very much uh, storytelling. But uh, but yeah, I, I think I listen to quite a few podcasts and I don't know something about uh, how our how our current relationship is, how we've kind of grown up and been a close father daughter duo and um, how these kind of phone calls always turn into this really epic biblical thing. Um, Mm -hmm. something about that felt like uh, maybe it's something we should dabble into. Well, that sounds good. You know, I'm, I'm always trying to, you know, offer my incredible, uh, (laughs) immense amount of wisdom to anybody that'll listen. Anyone that'll listen. So we'll see if we get any listeners (laughs) and fixing problems that don't exist. That's what I do best. So creating problems or (laughs) problems that don't exist. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I think this is fun, especially you. Um, you come from a, a, a media background, TV, radio. Um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe since this is our, our first dive into this, should we give kind of intros to ourselves and give give the audience a feel for who we are? I think that sounds fine. Yeah, nice. So I guess. Uh, I can give a little bit of a feel for how we kind of came up with this um, raising fathers, raising daughters. Um, And I think uh, you and I can both say we've had a pretty close father daughter relationship for a while um, or as long as I can remember, of course, going through some ups and downs and kind of navigating the changes and growing up and growing down and um, big, big things in life and small things in life and how that affects our relationship. Um, and, uh, kind of thinking through this idea of raising fathers, raising daughters, there's a, there's a very strong amount of time in life when you're doing most of the raising, but then now we kind of feel this switch happening where our generations are, are a bit more 
yeah, they, they've always been stark differences in terms of our of our generations. But um, but now we're kind of both navigating the world from a perspective of of adults. Um, so so I almost feel like I'm doing a bit of raising at the same time as maybe you've handed off the torch. Um, so I, I think that's uh, I think that's a fun thing. And maybe something that we can dive into is kind of our background of who we've been as father daughter duo um, where I've ended up uh, living in Europe now. You're still in Ohio, where I was born and raised. Um, and uh, and yeah, we can just kind of go through some different topics and uh, give people some insight to these not so quick fo- co- phone calls that we have uh, pretty often. Well, I, I think that, I think that that's really smart, but I think that it's also quite interesting because, uh, to be honest with you, you've been raising me since pretty much you were born. <laughs> Uh, you know, being a being a father of a daughter uh, can be the most rewarding thing that you can possibly do. And it can also be the most infuriating and confusing and sometimes terrifying thing that can happen as well. Uh, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, this period when I was doing all the raising. The truth of the matter is there isn't a handbook when you have children you know, you, you, all that you have is what you've learned and you, what you've learned is from, you know, one side of the equation, just being a child on your own. Mm. The idea of, you know, what happens when your daughter comes home and somebody's talking bad about her at school or what happens when your daughter comes home and, you know, she didn't do well on the test. What happens when summer comes around and, uh, you know, your kids are home from school and there aren't a lot of friends around to talk to, um, and, you know, and, and then take that clear into what happens when your daughter's ready to go away to college? What happens when uh, she falls off the bike and skins her knee? What happens when you come home and you find that she's found how to climb trees? Uh, <laughs> you know, these these are things that, uh, uh, you know, you I'm sure that you imagine that I was raising you. But the truth of the matter is. You've been raising me pretty much since the day that you were born. So raising fathers, raising daughters, I think is uh, uh, if you're in your situation, if you have a listener who's in your situation, I think that they, you know, get your position. I think that what I would love is if there were listeners that were in my situation that they could relate to some of the things that I've gone through. But the nice part would be is if we could find someone in the middle of that someone who's maybe working towards having a successful, uh, you know, happy, uh, productive children out there in the world, but they're somewhere in the middle of that. Maybe they're, you know, they have a young, you know, maybe early teen or whatever the case, not only daughter, but a father, you know, a son as well. And hopefully it can help them. Yeah. And I think from my side on, on the flip side, is uh is i'm i'm in this interesting age group i'm in my late late ish 20s um and uh i think there's a lot of people in this same age group that it, it's a weird age um it's this quarter life crisis age and uh we get kind of the the brunt of being the millennials oh, dear <laughs> lord did, did you just did, i mean seriously is this one of your new things a quarter life crisis it's I mean, a thing. It, it, oh, come on. Oh, 
Oh, come on. It's oh, a thing. Lord. That'll be a topic you, for... You graduated uh, high school. It's the easiest part of your whole life. Congratulations. And college oh. and gotten jobs Quarter. and Quarter yada, yada, life yada. crisis. Come on. Okay. I'll give you that one. Uh, I'll work on that. <laughs> That'll be a topic for an upcoming episode. Yeah. Quarter life crisis. Okay. So all of my fellow quarter life crisis-ers... Um, I think it's interesting to obviously respect the generations ahead of us. That makes you sound super old, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but to have these conversations across generations as well, like, um, we obviously went through a period of like being a teenager and then you don't think your parents know shit and you're like, I know everything. But then now we kind of retract and we're like, wait, how do I, how do I fix this thing at home? Or how, how, how would dad handle this situation at work or um, there, there's some things that we, that we still need to be, uh, nature nurtured on. Um, and I think kind of having that respect for experiences across a generation is an interesting conversation. And of course there's, there's think there's times and things and topics that we don't agree on. Um, but there are a lot of things we agree on based off of, um, a common, uh, common kind of growing up together, um, and as well as uh, kind of common cultural backgrounds and um, geo backgrounds and, uh, and, and family backgrounds, etc. So I think um, it's important for us and my generation to kind of look ahead and see what's been done, but then also be able to kind of form that into what needs to be done by us right now. So um, kind of taking it from the calling dad for advice angle as well is really interesting. Um, but yeah, so, so that's, that's, raising fathers raising daughters we'll see where we end up in terms of that topic um and hopefully we can uh, meet some people in the middle well that sounds good and, and just to kind of clarify i think that there's a whole bunch of people in my generation who are very confused by your generation so maybe <laughs> you can help us understand a little better too that's fair i think good. that's fair we good. have our mission there's our mission okay. okay there you go so let's help as many people as we possibly can Deal. Okay, so we're going to start off. Um, Dad, tell me about you. Sure. <laughs> That's sure. a loaded question. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, you know, uh, obviously I'm a, a father, father of two, um, two children who were completely and utterly different. Um, I tell people all the time, Jamie, or my daughter, who I'm talking to, uh, pretty much drug me through being a father. And then our son, Jeremy, who's a little bit younger, he is, uh, I'm still pushing him through being my son. So uh, uh, just very different children, but, uh, but a wonderful time. Um, I have uh, lived pretty much in Ohio the better part of my life. Um, of course, uh, done a lot of things. As Jamie mentioned earlier, I've built my career around the media industry working in radio and television, and now I have a management company. We manage television stations, and uh, we create uh, video content for different uh, companies. Uh, and recently, I am uh, a, a new employee at a uh, big box home improvement store. Whoop, whoop. I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure how I ended up there, but um, uh, maybe the, maybe the, the last thing that people should know about me is I have gone through an extended period of uh, illness, some problems with my heart and um, some misdiagnoses and some real challenges with that. But uh, just over a year, uh, actually about a year and a half ago now, 
I went to the Cleveland Clinic to get on the transplant list for my heart and came back with a new diagnosis and a new plan. And they uh, found a way to, to make my life significantly better. And so I'm living a brand new 100% re-earned life. And um, I'm not going to give a minute of it away. So that's I think that's, I think that's kind of the quick on me, I suppose, right? Yeah, I think that's the quick. And um, a, a bit into my quick, uh, I'm Jamie, obviously, uh, was born and raised in Ohio, uh, first in a super, super small town. Um, what was uh, Waynesfield, Ohio, less than a thousand people in that small town, super tiny. Um, so I grew up there till I was 14. Uh, and then we moved when I was 14 uh, to uh, about an hour and a half away, a suburb of Dayton, Ohio, um, where my dad got a new job at the time. And uh, lived there and uh, went to high school there. But then as soon as I graduated high school, uh, got the itch to continue moving around and uh, went to Nashville, Tennessee, where I studied for four years. Um, and while there, I did a few study abroad stints, and one of which was in Hong Kong. Um, I was there for about a half a year, went there with one of my best friends, and we were doing a study abroad and actually ended up coming back with a Swedish husband. Uh, not husband quite yet. But uh, I came back with the with the feeling that I had found the one that was going to become husband. And, uh, and yeah, so then the rest from there is kind of history. He, he came over to the U.S. to visit for a while. I graduated from college, didn't have much of a plan, to be honest. I'm kind of a last minute planner in a lot of ways. Um, and then he became my plan. And I then moved to Sweden, lived there for a year with him. And then uh, we moved to New York, lived there for three years um, and then from there, we had kind of done the whole New York startup um, city thing and uh, decided that it was time for us to move on. I think after three years, you either decide you're going to be a New Yorker or you're going to get the hell out. And uh, we decided to get the hell out. Um, it was amazing, by the way, but it was just time. So then we packed our bags, quit our jobs and gotten a flight to Amsterdam, moved here with uh, six suitcases um, sold all our stuff, had no jobs. And, uh, and here we are two and a half years later, I guess that was in 2018. Um, and now we are in a spot that really, really feels like home. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of my rundown. I, I guess right now I work in social media marketing, um, for a large hotel company and, uh, and studied economics, English writing, um, I have a variety of interests and I think we'll probably get into those throughout, uh, throughout a few of these episodes, but um, that's kind so, of, kind so of my few, quick. <laughs> a few points I want to put on top of that. First of all, I love telling people that this is Jamie in a nutshell. Nothing is easy with her. She had to go to Hong Kong to find a husband from Sweden. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, big shout out to my boy, Sebastian. Our joke is Jamie is your problem now. Okay. So that I think was a you joke. I think you love him more than you love me at this point. Should this be a raising fathers, raising son in laws? Should we rename yeah. this and just should I go get Seb? And Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know exactly what the what the situation with his, that is, but there's no way you can't love Seb. So <laughs> all right. So we so we got that. All right. And the third thing is I want to make sure everybody knows Jamie doesn't realize it. I don't think she is willing to admit it, but she is following in my footsteps because I build a career in marketing and that's exactly what she's doing now. So isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? New media, podcast, content creation. 
here we are worlds emerging Mm -hmm. there you go there you go all right (laughs) nice yeah that's that's kind of the the low and quick of us so i guess um of course the 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 concept that we're working from here is a call home um, around around a topic that typically s- spirals into 16 topics and a reminder and a life lesson, and et cetera, et cetera. I had something that I have been kind of mulling over in my head for a while, um, and I wanted to kind of bring this to light. I think this is a nice way for us to kind of introduce ourselves further, um, is this concept of reputation. Ooh. And... Um, I think, as I mentioned, I, I am in this kind of late 20s quarter life crisis. I'm going to say that again. Um, I wouldn't call where I'm at now a crisis, but I do think there's it's it's this period where a lot's going on, a lot's changing, uh, not to even count the fact that it's 2020 and it's a low-key shit show out there. Um, so, so a lot's going on and there's a lot of growing happening in this period of life. And I, I think, as you mentioned, a year and a half ago, you kind of went through a, a, a very vast change that changed your life in a big way. Um, and, and obviously there's, there's these periods of life where we, where we have this reputation to withhold um, amongst our, our parents, our, our wives, our friends, our best friends, our uh, teachers. Um, and, uh, and how do we kind of grow with those? How do we grow out of those? And how do we let reputations go when they're not serving us anymore? Um, when for me, that's kind of, that's probably been, and will continue to be one of the hardest things I ever have to do is let go of reputations. Um, so yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about this, uh, this topic? Should we dive into this a little bit? Well, I think absolutely. And, you know, and, and this is, a this is a, a, a great topic, um, you know, for me personally, because, um, you know, reputation, especially raising a teenage daughter is uh, is a huge thing that you have to deal with. And it's the sort of thing, like I mentioned earlier, you don't get a playbook. There's not a, an instruction manual when you start having children. And the first time that your kid comes home from school and you find out somebody's saying something bad about them, your first inclination is, get out the torches and the pitchforks. We're going to have us a fight. (laughs) I'm going to go to that school and I'm going to knock some kid down and then I'm going to find his father. I'm going to knock him down too. But the reality is, you know, that's a very, that's a very big part of being a father. You know, you know what it's like to deal with your own reputation. Now you're dealing with the, you know, this reputation or what other people are saying about your kid. And that's a that's a that's a very different thing. Until you've gone through that, it's hard to understand what it's really like. So I think this is a very good topic. And I've got some ideas and I'd like to. Yeah, I think this would be really good for us to dig into. Nice. So do you want to talk about um, how how you have managed the the topic of reputation? I think you and I are quite similar in in a lot of our interests, probably when you were on the younger side. Um, we, we both, uh, we both love the, the nightlife, the club life. There's some things that we need to grow out of or grow into. And, um, and those are things that obviously you need to manage as you get older. Um, so maybe like we can talk about a little bit how, how you've kind of navigated going through managing expectations and your reputation in different circles. Um, and uh, and what that looks like for you. That sounds great. Yes. Yeah. So reputation, 
Randall reputation. So here we go. Three reputations. That's how I, that's how I lived for the longest period of time. I was at, with my family, I was Randy. People knew me as Randy and my reputation was, you know, I was just a family man. I had a couple of kids. I did my thing. You know, he went to work. We weren't really sure what he did for a living, but every once in a while we hear his voice on TV or the radio. <laughs> and it was pretty cool. And that was my, that was my family reputation. Mm. So uh, at work, I, I was Randall. And uh, that actually started as a soccer player, the soccer team that I was on. We actually had a Randy already. So I became Randall. Uh, and, and that carried over to my work. And Randall was, uh, had a reputation of being very hard to work with. Randall was a hardworking guy who spent a lot of hours at the office and he uh, had a high expectation for himself and he held others to that expectation. And he was hard to work with. He was not a pleasant person to be around a lot of times, uh, but he was successful. He did. He went a lot of places. He did a lot of things. He was sought after by companies, but people didn't want to work with him. And, uh, and if I'm going to be honest, that was earned. I, I earned that reputation mm. very well. Uh, the third uh, persona or reputation that I had was as Rocks, R-O-C-K-S. That was a nickname that was given to me when I was dabbling in my music world. Uh, and I had a whole nother set of friends and, and uh, uh, counterparts, if you will, who were playing music, singing, doing other things along that lines. And Rocks was the life of the party. He was nightlife. He was, you know, all about, you know, getting out, having a good time, making everybody feel welcome. Uh, never shied away from taking another shot and another drink. Uh, he was the guy, if you ever went to a Waffle House at three in the morning and somebody was singing Def Leppard, it was probably him. Standing on the table or not standing on the table? Uh, typically standing on the chair. I don't know how much time you spend at Waffle House, but the tables are not typically sturdy enough. <laughs> for a, a person of any size. So I'm standing on the chair and no, and, but we're doing sing-alongs at, uh, uh, at Walmart. That's not an uncommon thing. Um, so reputation for me, like I say, you know, it was a threefold thing and, and they, they really remain separate. I mean, uh, it was, for me, it was very fortunate because, uh, you know, I could be a good family man. I could be a good professional and I could have, that relaxed, easy side. Uh, and, and honestly, I think it was more luck than anything. It wasn't intended to come out that way, but it kind of became that way. But now as I'm getting older, it's, it's really funny because these groups are kind of crossing now and they're starting to meet each other. And um, uh, one of my funniest stories is uh, we were having a party at the house and my band came to play. Uh, one of the sons of, of, uh, of one of our fellow musicians only knew me as rocks he came to the front door rang the doorbell my uh my mother-in-law answered the door uh, and and he said hey is this where rocks lives and she said who's rocks <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know so now that these these are starting to kind of cross more and more now and people are kind of getting to know me on multiple levels so it's it's an interesting thing but that's you know that's how my reputation progressed and uh and 
in uh, admittedly, again, all three reputations I feel were very well earned. I think that they were really spot on and, um, and it, it caused me some real heartache in my professional career because I was, I was, I was hard to work with. The reputation was earned and I was hard to work with. Um, it, it earned me a lot of fun in my, in my relaxed musical career because I was very relaxed at that point. Uh, and, and I, and I like the idea of, of the reputation that I carried as a family man, as a father, because I think people did understand that, you know, that I did care about those things. And, and, uh, and, and in case you're wondering, yes, they, all three of them were interconnected in, in me personally, they were all important to me because if I didn't have rocks, Randy couldn't have been as, as level-headed and as relaxed as he was. If I didn't have Randall, then rocks couldn't exist because he needed to be successful professionally and, uh, and so forth and so forth. So that's, that's how reputation kind of followed me through my life. And I think that that leads me kind of into this next question. So, so of course the way you describe Randy rocks and Randall, like at, at what point does it become uh, like something I struggle with is that I feel like I'm being a different person in different situations. Um, and, and I don't want to feel like, uh, like multiple personality or, or not having true, true to self character. If you're being one person in one situation and one person in another. So like, is there a fine line between kind of having multiple multiple reputations to withhold or with, uh, uphold up up yeah um, multiple reputations to uphold while still like having one consistent um, uh, yeah yeah one being, one being three reputations yeah you know I think that this is this is where I would really love to to have these kinds of conversations with your generation mm. because I talk about the, 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 the three person personas, the three persons that I was, and I want to make sure that everybody's perfectly clear on this. These reputations were earned and they were, they were honest and they were sincere. Sometimes uh, they were uh, nice and sometimes they were not nice, but, the fact of the matter is all three reputations, I didn't care. <laughs> when you think about a reputation, okay, so really what is a reputation? A reputation is what other people think about you. Exactly. This is, this is judgment 101. You can take the word reputation. You can literally just put the word judgment on it. You could, it's virtually interchangeable. Uh, and, and when it came down to it, I really didn't care what my reputation was. I didn't want to offend people. I didn't want to make it hard to work with. I didn't want to make people feel uncomfortable when they were having dinner at Waffle House at three in the morning. Although if you're doing that at three o'clock in the morning, I question what your lifestyle is. <laughs> Been but there. I really, but I really don't, I, I really didn't care. I was, I was being true to myself at that time. And if you think that, being true to yourself means being the exact same person all of the time. You are going to be miserable for every moment and every day of your life. 
because you are a different person if you're at Walmart, you're a different person if you're out to dinner, you're a different person if you're at work, you're a different person if you're any anything, put it anywhere, at church, at you are a different person. You are going to have to be able to just work through what other people think about you. Use it to your advantage when you can. Use it to your you know dislike if you if you feel that necessity. But the truth of the matter is three personas for me. And I really didn't care what my reputation was. I I was I was accomplishing at the level that I felt that I needed to be accomplishing. And if people liked it and thought I had a good reputation, I thought that was great. And if people didn't like it and thought I had a bad reputation, that's on them. So so the if we talk about the rocks, the rocks persona, um, that's one that I resonate with quite, uh, quite closely. Um, You know that I, I love the nightlife. I. I, I love a good party. I love when people come together. I love to make sure everyone feels welcome. Um, and I, I uh, yeah, I, I love to make it a really good time, whatever that needs to be. And I think I know something that's, um, that for you, when, when you did get sick, what was that, five years ago, mm-hmm. um, there, there were kind of pieces of, of that um, that you needed to let go. So um, not being able to be the last one at the party, not being able to take the shot, not being able to um, provide the amount of energy that people expected to receive from you. Um, how, how did you, of, of course, if, if the not caring thing was, was part of that, but how, how did you kind of manage that shift in your life? Because it's, it's really similar if I think about um, my college days, for example, um, I want to be the last one at the party. If Jamie's not there, it's not a party. And now I'm at an age where it's like, oh, maybe I just want to stay home tonight. But then you, you, there, it's super easy to feel this pressure like, oh, but if if I'm not there, I, I have this reputation to uphold. Um, so, so how did you kind of deal with that when you had to let things go um, and kind of grow into a new version of that? You know, that's... Uh... That's interesting because this is going to kind of cross into another conversation that we've had. You know, I I wrote a a little short story about going off the cliff here recently that at some point in all of our lives, we we end up going off the edge of the cliff. We don't want to. We might not intend to, but you're falling and you're out of control. And where you're going to end up is, uh, you know, is 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 in question and that's really when that came to be for me is uh when i did get sick i was not able to do those things i was literally falling off the cliff all of the persons that i you know had friend were friends with colleagues in that industry they pretty much just went away they you know they they called for a while, they would contact for a while, and then they just kind of went away. Um, a little more depth to the story is that my body stopped uh, being able to absorb alcohol. So I literally cannot drink. The last two drinks that I've had um, that were small sips actually ended up in trips to the hospital. Uh, so so I was I was going off the edge of the cliff. And, uh, and, and I, I was out of, you know, it was out of my control. What was going to happen to rocks at that point, I I didn't have any control over anymore. Uh, 
And that was the, that honestly became the most beautiful thing that it possibly could have been. It was terrifying and not what I wanted. It was absolutely not how I wanted it to end up, but it's, it's how it's, it ended up being the most beautiful thing that could happen because the rocks persona became uh, a lesser thing, a smaller thing. And, and at first I didn't deal with it. Well, I wanted to keep that reputation. I wanted to keep doing that. And I fought and fought and fought until I just literally couldn't do it anymore. And that's when I realized if I wanted, if I wanted to worry about what my reputation was, I was going to end up a pile of carbon dust and your mom and you and your brother and, and your spouses would probably be standing by Hope Bridge pouring me into the river, the Great Miami River, mm. because it was going to be the end of me. If I wanted to try to keep that reputation up, it would it would have been the end of me. And now I realize that fighting for that, I was fighting for what I really didn't want. Uh, Bill the Buddhist always tells me uh, mankind can't stop fighting for what they really don't want. And that's exactly what I was doing. And and that was one of the times in my life when I was caught up in that reputation. I was so worried about losing that part of me that, you know, I, I literally lost, almost lost it all. Mm. Yeah, of course, it's it's reality, but it's also so symbolic. Um, and then, of, of course, there's communities kind of enforcing this reputation on you. I, I would even call myself guilty. So... When, when you got sick a few years back, you were going through a lot of things. And um, and, and our relationship, I, I think, took a little bit of a rocky toll at that point because um, you were kind of you were kind of circulating through that that feeling with your reputation. And, and I also hold you to reputation. So this is my dad. He's super fun. He has a lot of energy. Um, he, he brings the party. He brings the knowledge. He wants to have a really, really good conversation. Um, but, but there was a period where, where that wasn't being fed back to me from you. And I think it's, it's such a nice reminder that we need to be more gentle with each other in a lot of ways, um, and understand. And, and, and I guess it kind of, it holds us to who we hold near and dear. Um, we understand that they're growing and we're growing and at different rates and into different things. Um, so, so that's, I, I think that's really symbolic and a nice reminder and, um, I, I can definitely say I was victim to holding holding you to a reputation that uh, that wasn't fair and it wasn't going to work out. And um, I guess at some point we need to look within and kind of say, screw everyone else. This is this is what's going to work for me. You know, that, that's a, I, I really appreciate that. And I want to make sure that anybody that's listening knows that wasn't just a, a Randall and Jamie thing. That was a Randall and everyone thing. Yeah, because it, it did. It literally completely changed everything about me and um so here's my here's another nugget of information about me is uh i'm a study of of taoism uh the Tao Te Ching is uh, a daily read for me and one of the indications that i get from taoism and uh and and i i think that everyone would would really benefit from this kind of concept is that it's not what you want you don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. 
And what you do with it is really uh, the mark of who you are. And for you, for your mother, for your brother, for all of my friends, for all of these people, this change in my life was a lesson. It might not have been beautiful. It might not have been, uh, you know, glorious. It might not have even been, uh, uh, you know, fun. But we're all better off for it. We are all you, uh, your, your mother, your your brother, uh, Sebastian, uh, yeah, everyone, my father, my parents, my friends. We're all better off for having gone through this. And that's where the win is. Yeah. Yeah. This, um, I, I knew with this topic of, of reputation, we would get into some, it's kind of some meat of, uh, of the past, uh, the past few years, of course. And I actually had this really funny memory, um, back in, I don't know if I ever told you this, actually, I think it was either sixth or seventh grade. Um, we were still living in Waynesfield and we were at the Allen County fair. Um, it's a, a, a county fair, Ohio style. I'm sure everyone can picture what that looks like. And, um, there was a girl, her name was Jody. I, uh, I played basketball against her. She was at, at kind of one of our rival schools. Um, and, uh, yeah, and basketball was a big part of my life at that point and many, many years following. Um, but, hey, give, uh, give, a, give a shout out to the Allen East Mustang. Right? <laughs> I wonder if anyone from there is listening. I hope Jody's doing really well. Um, but she's like so vividly carved in my memory. There was, we were at, um, uh, we were at the Allen County Fair and they were having like a, a teen night dance or something like that. And and I was there with, with a few of my guy friends because I was predominantly friends with guys. And um, I remember so clearly she walked up to me and she called me a goody goody. And she would not let this like this tagline of Jamie being a goody goody go. And and I've, of course, I think back to then I, I was a bit more on the shy side then I enjoyed playing basketball and gardening maybe the words goody goody applied pretty well um but that like moment i can I, that almost feels like if you think of your life as a as a storybook uh, that literally felt like a chapter had turned and it was like the new chapter was called jamie not the goody goody or something like that so <laughs> I, I i remember this so so clearly and that was like when i kind of first faced this like this this feeling of what people thought of me um, and, and how they, how they saw me from the outside looking in. And, um, and it's not like I went through this revolution to become not a goody goody, but it's, it became this kind of, um, fun self experiment to start thinking like, okay, if, if, if that's what's it's, if that's what the headline looks like, uh, what's the story going to say and how can I control that a little bit more? Um, so, so yeah, it, it can be as, as in depth as of what we already talked about, but also I remember that so clearly uh, and coming face to face with having this reputation. And then, then I think uh, fast forward 10 years um, I'm in college and I have, I have a, a reputation that is nowhere even close to the words <laughs> goody goody in the dictionary. Um, so, so we obviously like kind of grow into the, these new phases. And I think something that I'm, uh, kind of dealing with or struggling, especially at this age when I have, um, a lot of friends that are either uh, single and, uh, mingling and just super rowdy still. But then I also, uh, have a ton of friends who are starting families or on their second kid, um, have started and sold and founded companies. So, 
So we're in this kind of age where the where the spectrum of experience is so, so different and and deciding kind of when to let things go or when to let things grow um, that that you still like hold dear and people rely on you for in terms of your reputation. Um, it, it's kind of an interesting timing. And then thinking back on these moments where um, you had the reputation of a goody goody and then you didn't. And then you had the reputation of the the hard worker or, yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's an interesting time. And um, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. So so this so this is interesting because I do remember that that time. I don't remember you telling me that specific story, but I know exactly i know the day that you're talking about because <laughs> uh there was a seismic shift in my fatherhood uh during that o- over the course of that two days the day that <laughs> i dropped you off and the day that i got you up the next morning because uh, as a father of a young child when they come home and say somebody said something bad about me because it had happened a few times before you know, you've got that standard dad answer. Well, if they're going to talk bad about you, they're not really your friend. And if they <laughs> if they think that you're you're bad, well, that's a, more of a reflection on them than it is on you. So that's so that's the standard answer for the young father. OK, so if you're out there and, you know, your kids are coming home and they're telling you the kids are saying bad things about them, that's your answer. But then there's going to be Jody. <laughs> she's going to come up to your teenage daughter, your, your new, you know, newly teenage daughter. And she's going to say something like that. And then you're going to wake your daughter up the next morning and she's going to be a very different person. <laughs> and we have to respect that, right? Like we do, we do have to respect that. And, and I, you know, I'd like to think that I navigated it pretty well, but looking back on it, I can tell you that that's going to be important reputation you know it's easy to sit here and say i didn't care what other people thought about me i didn't do this you know i didn't do that but the truth of the matter is if you're going to live in this world you're going to be part of our society you're going to be part of a group or you know anything other than living like a hermit in a cabin in the woods by yourself reputation is going to matter Mm. and if you're you know if you're a father of a teenage daughter you know it's going to matter so when when you see your kids start making those kinds of changes no longer being a goody goody <laughs> i i found myself just trying to nurture the positive parts of that that i could and tr- trying to downplay the negative parts of that that i could yeah so when you wanted to garden you know let's go garden if if you want to start i don't know if you remember this or not maybe this is the part of the story that you don't remember but that's when I really started teaching you the wonderful value in the game of basketball of having five fouls. <laughs> because you got to use them all <laughs> there. You know, you don't get they don't carry over to the next game. <laughs> and, and there were multiple times when I had conversations with your coaches at different levels. And they talked about how, you know, for just a moment or so, it seemed like you when got a little bit out of control or you kind of lost your temper or something along that lines. And, and I always would ask them how many fouls did she have when she did that? And they would always say something like, Oh, she just had one or two. I said, 
how many does she get a game? <laughs> and and then you'd see this light go off in their eyes and you know in in their mind and they'd be like, oh yeah, because because we'll give we'll give a shout out to another good friend of yours who played over at Trotwood High School. She uh, she found out with playing aggressively will get you if Jamie goes in with only one foul into the third quarter. Right. Yeah. So, so what I did, (laughs) so what I did was I just tried to nurture, you know, this kind of this new attitude, this new feeling, you know, I didn't, you know, I I wasn't giving you violent video games. I wasn't taking you to, you know, kickboxing. I wasn't trying to introduce you to, you know, hurting people or that sort of thing. But your kids are going to grow and they're going to change. They're going to form. They're, you know, things are going to happen to them. Some of them are going to be reputation related. And, and, and it's going to alter the way that they view life, the way that they do things, the way they think about things. And all that we can really do is just try to nurture the positive sides of it, give them positive energy to grow and become better and more well-rounded persons. And I think this, I mean, this goes beyond uh, uh, father, daughter, mother, son um, nurturing. I think it, it speaks for the communities that are around us, our friends, our, our further family. Um, I think, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting growing up now, of course, when you, when you enter high school or when you enter college, you want as many friends as possible. You, you want to s- just make sure that your, your friends are on good terms with everyone. But I think as you, maybe they go hand in hand as you start to grow a bit older, you start to realize who's going to stick around and who's yep. going to stick around through those changes and through those um, letting one reputation go and kind of growing into another. Um, and, and then you kind of start to care a little bit less because you're surrounded and supported by people who, who were there from the beginning. So you, you feel a bit safer. You feel like you have your net, your cushion. Um, you're, you're allowed to shift and change and they're still going to stick around because they know the essence of you regardless. Yes. And, yeah. and that's a, and that's a, and that's a beautiful thing. Don't ever be concerned that a friend has grown away or you've grown apart or, you know, you have differences of opinions on things like that. Be thankful for the time that you had together, but understand that that's just part of human nature. That's just going to happen. And reputation is going to play a big part in that. Yeah. And you just, uh, I had a conversation with a friend a while ago about this, actually, about this idea of reputation and going from uh, this super single living life to the fullest and then finding this guy who obviously she worked really, really well with. um, And, uh, and she really struggled to kind of let that, let that past reputation go. And, and you don't want to like, let it go hastingly, like hastingly. Is that a word? Hastingly? Nope. No, it is now. Um, you don't want to <laughs> let, you, you don't want to let that go. Like um, with a lot of like anger, but rather like uh, just thanking it for what it was, thanking the people that were part of that time and kind of moving on from it. I think this, th- there's some level of forgiveness that we need to all play around with um, in this kind of growing into and out of reputations and, and uh, especially with the people in our communities, like kind of what you went through in the last five years, what you had to go through with me during teenage years and probably still to this day. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a really interesting concept and it's, I think it just goes to show kind of the older you get, the, the less you care because you 
spent enough time with the people that are going to stick around anyways. So um, yeah, I think, I think yeah. that the, I think that the point to that, if I'm going to bring it around and by the way, hastily is the word you were trying to come up hastily. with, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, the, the point to the point to that is it's not so much that you don't care. I think as you grow older, you start to understand what's really important and you, you become thankful for everything that's happened, whether it was positive or negative, simply because it helped to form who you are. And, you know, my life right now is significantly more beautiful than I could ever have imagined it being. I, 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 could, I could never have imagined, you know, a situation where I'm living such a perfect life, but I wouldn't have gotten there without all of the lessons and experiences, and I mean all of them, the positive ones and the negative ones. And the people who talk poorly about me, you know, Randall, the professional, I thank them. You, you got to thank them because they helped to form this person that I am, that I am so thankful to be. It's so nice having all of those things in your pocket, right? So, yeah. when, so when daughter calls home and she's like, dad, I'm struggling, you can just kind of pull them back out. Yep. And I, I, I guess I'm kind of at the age where I can do the same, maybe upward. If you, uh, I think, what was it? A few days ago, you called, uh, you called Seb actually, and uh, you asked him about um, his approach to managing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> such a, such a kind of this like worlds colliding, full circle kind of moment. Um, and I, I think that's really fun to kind of be able to share these experiences upward and downward, and um, and. Yeah, and, and kind of appreciate the people that um, that that respect where we're at in our lives, and respect that we we all still have stuff to learn, um, yep. which is uh, which is a really nice one. So, yep. okay. So, so yeah. I think I think it, I guess in summation for me, people, everyone, everyone, Jamie's generation, my generation, man, woman, child, alien, whatever race, whatever color, creed, how, what, however you're, whatever you're your thing is okay just this just do this for me okay relax it's gonna be <laughs> fine it's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay just relax so that's it that's me reputation i don't care we don't care yeah we don't care yeah. uh, don't do that don't do i kind of pop yeah I, I i know who it is jamie it's uh honestly i think that you're dating yourself there worse than i'm dating myself because i mean that was like 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 six years ago so i think that was maybe nine years ago okay so there you go wow okay cool um yeah so so this is us jamie and randall raising fathers raising daughters um expect expect about the same thing 50 so minutes of, of shit talk, um, life lessons, memories, experiences, um, trying to help us all have a bit more open and honest communication. And uh, I think let's, let's call that our first phone call home, AKA podcast. Maybe this will be the first podcast you listen to dad. I don't know. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably skim it. No, of course I'll give it a listen. I think it sounds interesting. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Um, signing off here from Amsterdam and dad signing off from Ohio. You're in Ohio. Ohio. Right? Okay. Holding it, holding it down in the mother states. There you go. Nice. 
Well, we'll talk soon, everyone. And uh, dad, love you. Tell mom I said hi. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Love you too. Enjoy the dam. Will do. Bye. Bye.